Phil and welcome to the Who's He podcast YouTube channel. For the next few minutes I'm going to talk about Prey, the latest film in the Predator franchise. After the first film in the series, Predator, which was released in 1987, there have been several sequels of ever-diminishing quality that have tried to recapture the essence of the first film and pretty much failed at every turn, except for Predator 2 perhaps, which I do have a soft spot for. However, Prey is set 300 years before Predator and centres on Naru, a young woman from the Comanche tribe who wants to prove herself as a hunter and warrior and finds herself protecting her tribe from a deadly alien hunter with advanced technological weaponry that tests Naru to her limits. Now, before I go any further, I want to get the elephant in the room, well, out of the room actually. I've seen a few detractors complaining that how can a young woman kill a predator when one wiped out a whole unit of professional soldiers wielding massive guns in the original film? Well, I think the point has been well and truly missed. At the end of Predator, Dutch, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, had to rely on brains, not brawn, to outwit and defeat his enemy. Homemade traps, bows and arrows were what saved the day, not old painless. So, setting prey in America of the 1700s, where there was no advanced weaponry, makes sense when you consider how the Predator was defeated in the first film. And it makes a really refreshing change. When every sequel wanted to go up the ante when, with the human weaponry on display and bigger and badder Predators, seeing all the gung-ho stuff being stripped right back brings some much-needed calm to proceedings. Prey is a film that is slower paced than you would imagine for an action film and takes its time to get to the big set pieces, which allows you to get to know and settle in with the characters and their motivations, however thin the characterisations might be. I mean, come on, it's a Predator film, not Shakespeare. Despite the age-old tale of young hunter comes of age, the fact that the young hunter this time is a woman and takes on a fearsome alien into the bargain is very much welcome and not a stretch of the imagination. There were Comanche women and women from other Native American tribes who fought as warriors. Not that well known, for example, female Cheyenne and Arapaho warriors fought at the Battle of Little Bighorn, where General Custer was shot on his ring of wagons. Anyway, enough of the potted history lesson and back to the film. I thought the cinematography was very, very good, making good use of the Canadian location standing in for the Great North Plains of America and is very well directed by Dan Trachtenberg, whose decision to use an indigenous cast is very well received. While the cast aren't given an enormous amount to do, Amber Midthunder as Naru gives a good, strong performance and carries the film as the young woman determined to earn her place as a warrior while defending her village and people. Another highlight is Dakota Beavers as Naru's brother, while proud of his sister, also believes that she's not experienced enough to join the hunt. The rest of the indigenous cast are mainly warriors who mock Naru and, and as to be expected, quickly regret their stance. My only criticism is that while the cast is indigenous, the filmmakers decided to have them speak in English, which was disappointing. Even more surprising that the French fur trappers who appear later in the film speak in French with no subtitles. However, there is a Comanche language version which can be watched as an alternative. But this was dubbed in after, so while the sentiment is there, I guess that subtitled films still don't put bums on seats when it comes to Western audiences. However, at least the Native Americans in the film didn't look like this. The Predator itself has also been given a makeover for this film, 
and in keeping with the low-tech weaponry of the 1700s, this Predator, while having superior technology, does not have the usual plasma gun, with its own weaponry either being tailored for the prey it's been sent to hunt, or this shows how the Predator's own weaponry evolved by the time it met Arnold Schwarzenegger for their rumble in the jungle in 1987. Either way, it's good to see something different being done with the Predator design, and also hints at their species having different tribes and races, which was also alluded to in Robert Rodriguez's Predators. To sum up though, I really enjoyed this film. Sure it has a couple of ropey CGI effects, but Marvel films of all their millions of dollars also have poor CGI. Prey is a simple film with a basic story that is not trying to trick the audience or think it's something other than an action film. It's tense, it's fun, it has likeable and strong characters and is patient in revealing its antagonist. Admittedly, it does follow some plot beats of the original Predator, but at no time does it ever feel derivative. It is very much its own film. It also has an unexpected link to Predator 2, which I absolutely loved, and stick around to the end of the credits. And if there is no sequel to Prey, while disappointed, I'd also be happy at the same time. Sometimes less is more, something which the previous Predator sequels and crossovers could have done with. So, if you're a fan of the Predator franchise and want to see a Predator film done right, go and see this movie. You will not be disappointed. <laughs>